on this episode of Quantum Week, May 15th through 21st, 1988. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies and music. Welcome, patrons. Uh, we're doing May 1988 with Moonstruck and The Valley Road. By Bruce Hornsby. By Bruce Hornsby. And The Range. And The no, Range. The Range. The Range. Yeah. The Range. Yeah. I don't like that tone with Bruce Hornsby. Okay. By the way. Yeah. Get, get used to it. Uh, let's let's talk some Willow. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Jesus look. Christ, what a shit Ugh. fucking shit. Fuck Willow. The more I think about it, the more I aggravate I get. I'm still aggravated. Like, <laughs> you few should days be. later. You should. I be. know you guys are only here any day later, but we taped uh, a few days ago, and I'm still pissed off. I had to watch Willow. You fucking um, uh, today we're doing Moonstruck. Uh, is the movie? But first, we want to talk about our uh, our movie watch. Yep, we kind of have like solidified our plans. It sounds like so it's gonna be available to everyone who's a patron. So if you're listening to this, it'll be available to you. It's going to be on YouTube. Yeah, I'll, I, we'll figure it out. I'm not exactly sure where we're going to we'll send a link. It. Yeah, something like that. Email I'll, a link to people. Something like that. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, most likely. And yeah. then um, it's going to be the Saturday. Uh, you're hearing this on a Sunday, I guess. It'll be like 13 days from this day you're hearing it. I think January it's 30th. January 30th. Uh, it's the, the week between the Super Bowl and the AFC NFC Championships. Like that's that bye week. There's nothing going on. I right. just feel like it's a dead time. Yeah, uh, that's typically when we would hold Texas poop hold them. But I think we're going to push that off to the spring, or not at all. I mean, no, we're going to do it. I want, I want just, t-shirts. Yeah. I want to, I want to do a whole contest yeah, around all it. Right. Winner gets a trophy. The whole thing. Um. So, uh, yeah. So, um, this is a movie face off the John Travolta, Nicolas Cage, uh, John Woo epic. <laughs> yes. Fair. Sure. I've never seen it. Uh, I will watch it before we do it. Yeah. Um, but it I mean, will be my first, you know, in theory experience with it. You've seen it. You don't like it. Correct. So, I've seen it once and that was enough. And you'll but rewatch I'll watch, it as well. I will rewatch it. And then when we're doing it, we'll so maybe you like it more, maybe you won't, but, we're, but we mm. want to have like a chat. Like, so yeah. So you'll be able to like, we're going to do stream it live. So in theory, we can all communicate. I think it'd be a lot, a lot yeah, of fun. We'll stream it live. Uh, so it'll be a private link where you guys can just click on and watch it. Uh, basically be in, interact with us um at in this private link but we'll tell you press play the movie will play for you the movie will play for us and we'll just we'll talk through it we'll chat you guys can chat with us um but then also if you can't make that night we will release it on on uh, patreon too and with instructions hey press play now so you can follow along if you want to later on yeah so then like it's like almost like a audio commentary yeah if you you want to watch face off and you can't <laughs> right. make that figure a time later. <laughs> right, right so yeah so uh just something different something fun right and if you're like hey that doesn't interest me at all no problem. That's fine. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just extra, extra content. content. Yeah. Um, we thought we might find it's our first kind of trial with it this format, this yeah. way. Yeah. It might be a one and out. It might be something we do semi-regularly. Yeah, I think I think it'll go well. I think um, at least tech, well, I think it'll be fun. I'm pretty open. Like, obviously, we talk about the movie, but like if people have questions about other things, I'd be I'd be happy to open that up. Like, uh, in the stream. Like, you know what I mean? People are like, just have questions about stuff. Like, it doesn't need to be all face-off related. No, it's fine. We'll just, ch- we'll just get together and chat. Yeah. I think it'd yeah. be just a fun, fun way to do it around. But obviously, face-off will be the, the topic du jour. Yes. Um, that's in two weeks. Two weeks. Um, and then we have the hoodies on yep. the store. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, new store uh, with, I think, three versions of the hoodie. Yeah. There's a zip and two pullovers one is like a premium, a premium model, they say yeah. yeah i mean i'm ordering the premium because i, I want to find out how premium right. it is but i love hoodies i know you love hoodies yes so i think they look really sweet actually with and the, t-shirts with the there logo. as well yep just like the t-shirts before but the, this has like a premium option a regular option yeah it just gives a few more yeah. 
a few more options for people. Which um, I like. Yeah, so that's all available now on the Yeah, store. you can just go to Quantum Dash Week if you want to find it and hit the store link on the top or you know our link um, link tree. All that stuff you can get. You can get to the store that way too. Pretty easy. And that's all I got, really. I think that's it. Okay. Uh, so Moonstruck. Moonstruck. This is a great movie. This is an A movie. Wow. Um, I, I, lo- I liked it a lot. I don't know if I loved it. I, I, there's a slight, there's a couple slight things for me, but the, I think it's but quite I, good. I really enjoyed it's it. Really good. I love the characters. I, I'm going to give this a B plus, Ooh. but that's a, it's a, a high B plus. It's okay. not meant with any, um, I, I speak of it glowingly. I, I did not, I've never seen this. You hadn't seen it? I had not. Oh, I did not it. know what, so this is like the presumed innocent, uh, or like the fly movies. I haven't seen either in a long time or ever. Right. And they've been like fun surprises for me. This yeah. might be the one. Well, I think I like the fly more, but this is right there yes. with it. Yeah. This is like right there, like maybe a couple notches below, but yeah, the, the fly, I think the fly is a better movie. Um, but not by a lot. This is yeah, very good. This is really good. Yeah. This is like, a, I know this movie obviously has a lot of, um, some some people have real fondness for this movie, so yeah. for me to say this might be like uh, a sacrilege, but it's a little bit like an underrated gem, though. It, it, it I ha- think so. As the years have gone on, unless you've already kind of fallen in love with this movie, which is very fair to do if you were, I think, but if you weren't around in 88 or you were younger and you might have just kind of missed the boat, maybe like I did on this one. No one really talks about it, which is it strange. Ha- it hasn't, and because it, it's funny because it, it, the characters are so strange yes. that it oddly holds up. It 100% holds up. Because it's about family and it's about loneliness. And those are both yes. like like eternal topics. Yeah. And like sort of aging and settling. Yes. Or not to settle. Or not to or, settle. Or battling it, trying to regain your youth. Yeah, it's, it's... Like all topics that are really are like, you know you know stand the test of time all uh, of them will. i mean i could really identify with like i i want to hold on to my youth like that you know the um who's the guy that plays the, the college Gardenia? professor Gardenia oh, uh, Joe, John Mahoney. but so he's like one yes. version of it and gardenia 2 is another version yeah. of that at different stages of their life but only slightly different and i could totally identify with each one of them see like, i trying to grasp on i that. couldn't really i mean i i uh could i identify i guess the hints of it but not really like i've never cheated on my way but i but just like that trying to trying to do things to to maintain your youth is is, it's really important to me in a crazy way as i age it's like i'm frightened of getting old you see yeah i'm a lot more comfortable getting older you you are are. yeah yeah i'm I'm like really okay with it yeah you're you i don't think are no i'm not i'm not so i could totally identify with it and Cher's character too it's like she's just she settles like she 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 comes to term with it yeah. I love how in the beginning you see the grays in her hair. It's great. And her and, eyebrows and her, are, yes. yeah, are, are great. And, and she's uh, still really pretty, but, but you could tell like she's just, she's getting she, to the point of middle age. She also, Cher is such a good actress. She's great. It's, it's really unfortunate what happened to her career, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But, yeah. um, so she's a great actress. Yeah. And she was playing this kind of like, I don't say frumpy cause she wasn't frumpy. No Cher, but like, it was like kind of this like dressed down version of Cher. Yeah. And she acted like that person. Like she wasn't, she was so confident, like when she was doing the accounting work for the other businesses, she was a confident person. So she just was. because you're whatever, not ugly, but you know what I'm saying? Even you're not looking your best doesn't mean you can't still be a confident person. Right. And, but yet at other times, but when she was like, when she got all dolled up and when she's with Nicolas Cage, she's like kind of like radiates. Yes. In a weird way, then she becomes like less confident. I think so. Which is, uh, which yeah, she's not comfortable she, in she that. she has more at stake. There's more on the, oh, oh yeah. Like, now she has like shit on the table that wasn't there before. Right. So like, those are all like, that. that's all like totally understandable and, and, and is executed to perfection by her. And the script, the script is amazing by Shanley. The script's great. Um, uh, and he's uh, like, he wrote Doubt, as you, you probably know this, the, yeah. that was the, the play the first and well. he directed the movie. Yeah. And that is a sleeper, one of my favorites. That is a great movie. He also directed, he also wrote Congo. He was just strange. I know. That. I know. I've seen it, but 
Ma- yeah, maybe it's I, better than I. I saw it in '95. Right. It was shitty. Movie. It wasn't good, right? No. And, but, you was... know, but then again, he also wrote Alive, which is a, oh yes, a, a great movie. Yes, incredibly underrated movie from the '90s. If you're younger and you haven't seen it, check out Alive. It's like horrifying. And... Ethan Hawke's in yes. it. Uh, it's 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 a very 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 good movie. Yeah. Um and the. The best part of the movie is the humanity in the characters in that script, which is the best part of, of Moonstruck. Right, exactly. When Shanley gets it, he gets it. When he doesn't get it, though, he misses by a you mile. You also get January Man, too. Right, which is, I've never I, seen. I have seen it, but it was so long ago. I remember Ebert seeing it. Ebert said it's one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I Yeah, e- uh, Ebert said like, that's one of the worst things he's ever seen. Which is life. weird, because you got Kevin Klein and. This uh, cast is stacked. Yes, it like, is. Like, look at the cast. It's like, yeah. A-lister, A-lister, A-lister. It's incredible cast. Right. Um, Did not work. But Doubt works, and this works. works. You know, that's the only thing too bad. Like, so this movie, uh, I read a review. Anybody, Ben Ebert, somebody said this was a Brooklyn that doesn't exist. And I'm like, no, it's, this is New York. And the reason I thought it was like New York to me, I had so many New York flashbacks watching it was the one scene where Cher goes in the liquor store and the couple's fighting. Yes. Okay. So like that happens all the time in New York. And I'm thinking like, why? And it's because you have nowhere to go. There's no privacy. So there's no privacy. Like New York, you know, I've lived in a couple of different cities, but like New York is, I think the most the most congested by far that I've ever been in. And you just have no, everything is in public. Yes. You just get used to talking about your personal stuff. Exactly. So in that scene, the wife is kind of accusing the husband of, of of having a wandering eye. Yes. Yeah. And then they make up and right. But I've been in liquor stores where I've seen couples have very personal discussions, not necessarily that same conversation. Sure. But personal, like talks about their family or whatever and stuff like in front of me. And like you do, you kind of pretend it's not happening and you, you pay for it, but you kind of like, yeah kind of soak it into all that stuff is incredibly real like it just felt like oh no this is and like how people in the restaurant like no one like no one can kind of mind their own business everyone's kind of <laughs> right. because like think about it, like you don't you don't even have to, like in when you live outside of new york most people they have a car yes so you even have but like in new york you don't even have a private moment to work nothing no. is private no there's always and i had a friend who visited me when i lived in new york and they're like is it ever quiet and i'm like because I was like, no, it, you no, always, you're, even in your apartment, you're surrounded by other people in other apartments with thin walls and stuff. You're, you're going to be, it's always people around. Like, yes. even like when you're walking in the street, like there's, it's never, I said maybe at 5am on the, the right, the right street, you, it's quiet, but there's always some sort of background noise and you're just never quite alone. And that's, that's why all of these characters are behaving this in public because that's what New Yorkers do. Yeah. And I thought it captured it better than almost any movie I've seen. Or the um, like her her uncle and aunt, even in their like yeah. in their their store too, right? They were, you they're know, just running around. Yeah, he's yeah. like talking about how he likes having sex with his wife. Yes. in like public, and she's you know, and she's, she's kind of embarrassed. She by is, it, but, but yeah, she's kind of enjoying it too. But and, but all the employees are kind of, they're fine with it. Everybody's yeah. fine with it. It's funny, right? Or even Nicolas Cage when you know when when uh, Cher first meets oh, that character and goes de- goes down in there. I know, but he's still like he. It's almost good. It's almost terrible. I, I'm still on the fence on that. He's. I am. I have a heart. I don't really know how to peg Nick Cage in this. I think he's great. I think that scene though, that one monologue, the one that everyone kind of talks about, where you know he's yes, yeah, so where he took my hand, that one, right? Yeah, uh, uh, right. It's uh, that's. That um, I don't know about him. I don't know about. It. In some ways, he's very good. Like I love his range here. You see him go from a brood, like brood and very loud and yes. big, to really soft and kind later on. Like you think think about the dinner, the dinner table scene, or the actually the breakfast table scene. Yes, at the end of the movie, he's being, like, polite. To he's his so yeah. polite, and he's got a very warm him eyes. In the opera, like he's so in the ent- opera. he's so yes. excited and yes. so entranced. But then think about how like miserable and tortured he is when he's in the basement. Yes. So I love that range he's kind about of all him. over the place. Yeah, so, like very passionate, but also very calm and like kind. But I don't know if I like his performance or not. He's really young here. He's 24. Yeah, he's and very Cher's, young. And she's actually 42 here. 
in real life. Right. So then this goes into one of my problems with the movie. Yeah. So Danny Aiello is his brother. Okay. So Danny He's Aiello, supposed to be younger, but yes. No, which is ridiculous. I know. Danny Aiello is supposed to be 42. Yeah. He, I, no, he's in he's real life. He's 54. 50. Yes. And he looks 54. He does not look 42 by any no. stretch. No, he does not. He looks old. And it just, it's just like, I get maybe you're like, oh, we got Danny Aiello. We got to cast him. But like, uh, maybe you don't. Right. He's not. That's a weird casting move. But you and did Daniel is a great actor. He is. You know, especially at that time, because it's a couple years later, he does do the right thing. Like, yeah. he gets nominated for an Oscar. Like, this is probably peak Aiello. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's even, like, charmingly good in, like, a shit. Like, Hudson Hawk is kind of a lousy movie. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> he's, like, one. bizarrely charming in it. So he, I think they needed someone good enough to be able to play a wet noodle that you can kind of identify with. You can't hate him. You can't hate him a lot. You because he's going to join him. the family. Right. But you also have to be okay with with Cher not right. right. So it's it's a weird that's a and weird he, character and to play. He kind of does a nice he job. He does a role. good job. At times he's a little bit uncomfortable. I think being this much of a wet, like you said, a wet, wet noodle. noodle like yeah. uh, that he's a he's a little uncomfortable being that because he's more of like a Hollywood tough guy. I exactly. And you can't so he. But you also like he delivers one the the thing that he, so he's at the night that he proposes uh, to, to to Loretta. Yes, at the Italian restaurant, he's uncomfortable about it. He says something. To her right before he does. He says, that's an example of a guy who can't control his woman. And I was like, oh, I couldn't remember his character. So yeah, I was like, is that was, the kind she, of guy he is? He said it about John Mahoney. Yes, that's right. But then later on, he can't control his woman. Oh, like, right. he, he, he's, he's like a complete front. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't have, like, he's, he's just fronting. He's, he is totally a wet noodle. So you have to, he's got to be good enough that you see, you, you see through that tough guy. You see through that. Like that's a, yeah, that's a shit. I, I think it was bad casting. You I mean, think I, so? Yeah. I mean, he's so old. It just looks ridiculous. It does look ridiculous. I, I mean, agree. I mean, just, you can't have, although or, back you, then, or you don't cast Nick Cage or the guys was before you too, though. Like I don't, it, it well, Nick Cage is supposed to be older. You can't do 30 years apart. You can't do it. You just can't have brothers. 30 <laughs> right, right. You, just can't, you just can't. So I, Nick Cage is cast. supposed to be older. He's not supposed to be 24 here. Now, uh, my sister got me a great book for Christmas. It's, ah. it's, uh, it's a thousand and one movies you need to see uh, by the New York Times. And the cool thing is, it's the New York. So they take the thousand one movies you need to see. And basically, it's like the modern critics picked it. But they, what they did was they kept the old reviews. Mm. But as like the print. So like, uh, so the Moonstruck review is they don't like the movie. Really? They say the Nicholas uh, Cage part is one of the worst like roles they've ever seen. Oh, that's bullshit. And so then, so uh, but it, it's great to, but it's so it's so cool. It's almost like a living document. It's really yeah. cool that this book has these old reviews because I like that better than because you want to see what the authentic right because everyone gets muddy because right. Ebert does this. So Ebert actually did it with this movie. He put out his great movies, which is basically he goes back and mm. kind of um. Recap. like rewatches in yeah and in, then like yeah gives kind of the popular opinion but in ebert's case though he got this one right he, oh yeah he gave it four stars instantly yes and he said nicholas cage got a nomination i don't so, know so but he like, wasn't bad but it's funny you have these two like one camp is saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen yeah the other camp saying you know it should be oscar buzz it is pretty wild that one role can have that many different opinions i think you have to get you have to you have to sort of you got to get them I, I you have to sort of go in and believe that I don't know. He's he is kind of cartoony. It's tough. I was a like I, I said. I'm a little movie, though. I, me too. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because you do see in New York. You do see crazy shit. You do see crazy people. And because right because right you said nothing's private. People do lash out and do yeah. behave in wildly uh, emotional ways. He he does. And Nick Cage is kind of as a dude. He is kind of a crazy guy. He, I don't. I was trying to think. Is there anybody else who could have done that? I don't think so. I think I was just slightly unsold. That that's my my. Well, it's like Ray Roy, Ray Ray Royetta. He could have done it. Like that's like a comp, right? Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. 
But he wouldn't have been as dramatic. I don't think so. No, he's way more. And I don't think he would have been as authentic. See, Nicolas Cage, especially back then, there was like no bullshit with him. Like he's he's in Peggy Sue Got Married. He's no bullshit. Raising Arizona, there's no bullshit. Yeah. Like he was just crazy. And but but with Ray Liotta, there's always kind of like a smirk. Uh, you know, like, yeah. you know, the, with the narration with the Godfather stuff, there's always a little bit of a hint, like, yeah, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, uh, but with, uh, with Cage is down, I think you need it to be authentic or it doesn't work. So I think it almost needs to be Cage. Probably. It's written crazy. It's written crazy. Like, think about that monologue when you meet him. Like, that's written on the page that way. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. It's a crazy thing to have someone say. I kind of enjoy it. I, I'm pro Cage in this. The way, so how I, how I kind of explain it to myself is, it's, there's humor here. There's actually like you're, yes. you're are kind of laughing at this this ridiculousness of this right. situation. Yeah, I mean you feel for him too. He's got you know. Yeah, but it's also ridiculous. So yeah, but I still I still didn't quite know how to how I felt about him. I don't think he should have gotten a nominee. Uh, there were other great. I, I can't remember. I was looking. I looked at it well, before. Yeah, well, Gar- well, Gardini got one. He did. So uh, was well, uh, a right a supporting. Yes, well, that's what he would have got. Yeah, Cage, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Cage would have got leading. I don't think. I guess not. certainly not at this point in his career. No, I guess not. I don't think. I mean, no, no. It's like I don't mean, zero chance of that this thing got uh, six nominations, won three. Share one, three. Of Share and Olivia Dukakis, who's very good. She in is this. awesome. That dinner, that the sort of the breakfast table scene at the end of the movie is awesome. She's great this whole time. She's incredibly She's agreeable. Great. All of her, her inflection, her tone is perfect. That scene though at the end floored, just fucking floored me. It's really good. It's when really she good scene. when she says when she says to him, I, you know, you got to stop seeing her, identifying and, that he's been. Oh yeah, that he's been. She calls cheating. him out on it. Calls without, him out without on quite it. saying it, but does. But does she just kind of say in it. front of the say, entire family? And Gardenia bangs a table, bangs a table, and then he sits realizes he's wrong. Yes, and then because because he just goes saying it, it. There comes a time, you know, it's a sad time when it comes a time when a, in a man's life where you realize your life is built on nothing. Yeah, and she's like your life's you know, yeah. built on nothing. And then she says, "I love you," and he, you know, and then he says, "I love you too." And it's it's just it, it kills me. That scene kills me. It's so good. It's she very is awesome. Good. And I'm glad that's the thing I like about this movie is like, so you have Cher who's, she's cheating on her fiance. She is. She, <laughs> she, is, she yeah. is. She's cheating she on him. Yeah. And um, I like that it does show the other side, the kind of the pain of it with Olympia Dukakis's yeah. character. They don't, they don't, and, and you do see, you see Cher struggles as well. You see her struggling with it and she constantly says, oh, we're going to hell. And yeah. those kids are like, I don't care if we go to hell. Like, yes. You know, I don't I'm, care I'm, if I go to hell. I don't care if you, you go, go to hell. hell. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like, but it is good. You see not just the loss, but you do see that like internal struggle, which is a, a intelligent way to frame it, intelligent way to kind of show the different layers of a complex situation for yeah. all involved. Oh yeah. Um, so best actress was Cher one. Yeah. Glenn Close was nominated for fatal attraction. She's good, which is might be the more iconic role. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. Definitely. But I think it is. Yeah. I think that movie is m- way more known way more. than, well, than- that's the thing is the movies that should like, this was the year the Last Emperor one. No one, I have not seen the Last Emperor. I it's have, a but Uchi movie. I have an No one, it. no one it has no resonance in 2020. Has yeah. no p- place in our world. Yeah. But movies like Fatal Attraction came out. Uh, Wall Street wasn't even nominated. Right. Um, this has a cult following. This is a very good movie. Uh, good Morning Vietnam was not nominated. That's right. That that has a, a following. Like think about the movies that weren't nominated. Um, Broadcast News was nominated, and it does have a following. Yeah. I don't particularly like that movie. It's a little rated. If you want a good movie like Network, oh, Full Metal Jacket was not nominated. I really, think it is much more respected in 2020 Jesus than Christ, yeah. than Last Emperor. Yeah, like the only reason Last Emperor won is because they shot it in China. Yeah, like okay, great. Like if it was the second movie shot in China, no one would give a shit about it. But they wanted to like Oscar. Uh, uh, the Academy Awards fucked up this year. Yeah, but they didn't fuck up with Olympia. No, Caucus, they did not. And they didn't fuck share. up. They didn't fuck up with Cher. No. So uh, go through those uh, shows. Glenn Close, Holly Hunter, and Broadcast News, which 
I like Holly Hunter, but I don't remember her role there. It's it's a complicated role to play. She pulls it off, but I I don't like that movie very much. Um, James L. Brooks, same guy, does as good as it gets. Yeah, as good as it gets is better. Which I don't really even know that movie. That's Sally Kirkland and Anna. I have no idea what that is. Don't I'm know. sorry. No idea. Meryl Streep and Ironweed. I've not seen that. Jack Nicholson. So that's a crazy one, and I would I I saw that too. I want I haven't seen the movie. I saw that that was nominated, and because he wasn't he nominated? Yes. Too? Yep. I need to see that movie. That seems like a crazy. I know. One. He's does. like a homeless guy. And shares in it. Shares in it. Yeah crazy these are three of them uh, she was in three movies in 1987 so i know we're in 1988 here this shows you how different yeah movies are this movie was still this wasn't 10th by the way this was like seventh so it came out in 87 that's why it, it was came out in december in of 87 to get oscar fine that, that's very normal that happens even today right but um well any of the year besides covid year but um but never is the movie number seven in the box office in uh, may the following 24 year. Yeah. weeks later it's right. like it's crazy. 20 weeks later it's crazy that is crazy it's crazy yeah but that's what happened remember back then if you're older like us you probably remember like back here in new hampshire we had uh, a theater called the strand and over yeah and what happens they would take the second run movies and play them and then you would get a second life and that's what was happening here so between what happened was moonlight had um i keep calling it moonlight i'm sorry moonstruck had a couple different uh lives it had it came out was a was a hit for sure and it kind of died down then the oscars were later back then too uh i think the oscars were in march uh or even early april back then yeah which is what they're going to be this year uh and it got kind of a second life because it won three awards and then uh and then it has a second run pull so it had like three different arcs there but pretty wild right that's a long that is run. wild that is a long run um yeah and then uh best supporting actress olympia dukakis wins um uh, the only uh, um, the other notables here, Ann Archer, Fatal Attraction. She played Michael Douglas's wife. Yeah. Uh, and then Ann Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train. She was also she's the, the lady she's the in mom? Boonies. Yeah, that's yeah, Mama, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, good in that. That's a weird movie. Yeah, she died shortly after. She died, mm. This these Oscars were, say, in March or April. She died in August that year. Uh-huh. Um, that was also the year. Oh, another movie, not nominated. Probably the best movie of all of these we haven't mentioned, Untouchables. Oh, that wasn't nominated? No. How stupid the is that? The Last Emperor Wins. Like, How Untouchables is, is a movie people refer to all the time did now. Connery get a nomination Connery for that? Connery won. Though? Oh, he did win. That's okay. the movie he won okay, for. Okay, okay, um, So. That's crazy. And that, he beat Gardania. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington for Cry Freedom. which is seen that. That's his first nomination. I've not seen that either. Morgan Freeman for Street Smart. His first nomination. That. I haven't either. Albert Brooks for Broadcast News. Very annoying uh, role. He does the best he can. Albert Brooks, I like him. Yeah. But that movie just. Uh, uh, I know I've seen it. It's just been so long. The third ago. act of that movie is rough. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, like, I guess my point is a lot of good movies that came out that year, but I think Oscar missed on a bunch of them. Like, Wall Street um, wasn't nominated. But he was nominated. But Do- Douglas He won. Was, D- Douglas won, right. But he, but that movie wasn't nominated. That's weird. Like, think about these, like, but here's what was. Last Emperor, Broadcast News, Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory. What the fuck is that? I know I've seen that. Moonstruck, uh, which, you know, Moonstruck yeah, I have no yeah, problem with. Yeah. Uh, fatal attraction uh, that's fine too um obviously you know, yeah cool but you know broadcasting but like last emperor and hope and glory we just of those moonstruck like untouchables one. thinking i full metal yeah. jacket like you know yeah that's wall weird. street like, what are we doing here that's weird um yeah this movie's really good uh so why don't you give it an a though what's what what do you think where do you think it falls short so for me it's cage a little bit just a little bit yeah but it's still an a movie for me <sighs> where does it fall short it's a good question i so it's tough. It's it's tough. It's it's um whenever you're critiquing movies, I'm sure we all feel like this when we go to a movie, like you have expectations and those are gonna cloud your judgment no matter what happens. Like, True. I try to wipe them away the best I can, but sometimes you can't. So I kinda went in expecting this to be like eh to good. Like, I don't know, let's see this. And like I was really blown away by how much I liked it. Yeah. But then I'm like, well then how much did I like it? Like, you know, you start playing that game. So is it is it one of my so I looked at it, I'm like, is it one of my hundred favorite movies? It's not. Like it but like 
is there anything the movie could have done differently? Well, the ILO thing bothered me. It's definitely just the age. Okay. Like a, like a black that's mark. A, that's a fine tr- um, critique. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is the kind of movie that would like we talked about it before with, I think another movie we just, we just covered like there's a ceiling on some of these movies. Like sure. there's only so much I can enjoy this, this movie. Like I really like this movie. I definitely give it a thumbs up, like way up. Like if you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it. Yeah, enough. you should see it. If you're a guy, I know most of our listeners are guys uh, and you're looking for kind of a good date night with the missus. Like, oh, hell yeah. Throw this one in. She'll, she'll probably like it. Yeah. Um, it, but it's not a rom-com like it's not no it's not i mean it, I guess it is it, funny I guess it is but it's not like it's humor the situationally humorous and but just it has got it's got a lot of heart i mean it's just it has all heart yeah so much but it's not dumb and it's not no um it's not like cookie cutter like the rom-coms no. annoy me because and same thing with like superhero movies it's like a formula it's like oh so it's basically like paint by numbers like it's stupid and it's like you just know what's gonna happen you don't even need to see the movie. You know what's going to happen. Watch the trailer. You know exactly what's going to happen. But like with this, like you didn't. the characters are so strange. Like there's even this great father-in-law character that has this, these five oh, dogs, and he's really old. And yeah, uh, he. But that's how it is in New York. Like these families do live together for much, especially in some of like the outer borough stuff. Um, like the, when I lived in Queens, like the family above us, it was two like old. The second place we got. Yeah, it was it was it. Both places were in Astoria. But the second place was in like real Astoria, and uh, maybe that it was like was it like the first place was like by Steinway Street, which is like uh, like the Times Square of Astoria. It's a very okay. busy area. It, yeah. it, it has like a subway. Like it's it's very uh, subway stop. It has a very. I was like half a block from the subway. It was very right. city. Yeah. The other place was a half mile from the subway and it had like I had like an Italian deli like a, around the corner, like a real Italian. Like it was like a legit. You felt like you were in real New York. Yes. And uh, we had a house. So we had this, both my wife and I at the time were doing pretty well. So we were able to get out of the tiny apartment and get a house. So we had, we had the second floor and then the landlords uh, owned the first floor and that was it. So it was just, and we had like, we had a, a yeah. we had a patio and everything. It was actually a really nice spot. Um, so having said that the appliances were all from 1962, sure. but, but it was still for New York city living. It was luxury for us, but the upstairs people, these people were old. They were very nice, but they couldn't speak a word of English. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of the basic hello and goodbye. Um, they were very kind. And anytime we had a meeting, we had to have, like anytime we had to talk to them about anything or if they needed our help, like the old, the old man got sick and had to go to the hospital <sighs> and I, you know, saw the ambulance come and I'm like, how can we help? So I actually, I, I texted the son-in-law. Yeah. And that's kind of was my go between like, right. You know, is everything okay? Can I help with the trash? Can I help? You know, like what's going on? Like, you know, are they, are they, something wrong you know so like that was my go-between but then you know this so then the son will come over and like it, would, it wouldn't just be him it would be like all like the whole family would come over right and uh and it would be like sundays after they had dinner yeah it was just like it was all very family oriented and i really loved that and like it was great everyone just kind of it's all heart it's all caring and i love that scene at the end of the movie when they kind of go through the house and i felt like i was in that upstairs that house sure and it felt so lived in like Yes, the aesthetics were very like I don't know they're old, yeah, old. But, it, was, it was like still, the wallpaper was lame. It was whatever. their home? It was comfortable. But it was all. It yeah. wasn't about the wallpaper. It was about the pictures of right. the wall, the oh, family, yes. and that's what this family had. And it was about like this because they had probably been there for forever, you know. And um, it, and and it lands on a picture on the wall, like probably the oldest relatives. You may be the first people to come over. Or yes. something from Italy. Yeah, and it's like oh, this feels like New York. This feels like that family because. In New York, it's so lonely at times because I went there. That's why I left. It's like, oh man, like if you don't have family there, no one really wants you around. I mean, you know, everyone you look at, you're kind of in their way. Even in the subway, you know, you're, you're, no one, no one wants to be around you. It's you know? the weirdest situation where you, you are surrounded by people all the time and no one wants to talk to you. Exactly. It's fucked No up. one wants you around because you're in the way. And I didn't want them around. Yeah. You want space. Yeah. 
because you never get it so you're like fuck the best thing in the world is, uh, is an empty subway well right. not really because you walk in an empty subway car it means that a bum probably shit all over the place probably so it smells like shit you walk that's always a good fake guy you're like oh empty oh that's right of course this is why um but uh but yeah but like you exactly no one wants to talk to you no one wants you around really and um i love the old man at that, that table He's, he starts crying and pop why are you crying because oh, i'm confused it's such a great line so, oh, i laughed out loud yeah like it was such a great line because like <laughs> it is confusing it was a lot of stuff going on um yeah but so that family the, the love they had there um it was it just radiates on the screen and, and it's how i feel too when i'm with my extended family like when i go to arizona and see my uncle and aunt and all the cousins are there and we're all just there and you know people are busting balls or whatever just you know you can kind of like just let your hair down. You can kind of be honest. If you don't want to talk, you don't need to talk. Like sometimes Cher's character would be kind of sullen yep. and kind of annoyed. And she just would like kind of shut down. But like it's okay because with family and she doesn't need to put on airs. And that's a really freeing, nice, comfortable feeling. You understand why someone like Cher's character still lives at home. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure it was very traumatic when her husband died. They kind of glossed over that, but they don't. They do. It is, but she yeah. wears it though. You don't need to talk about it because Cher is such a good actress. She wears it on her face the whole time. Yeah. You can see this woman's been through a lot of grief. Um, and explains why she's settling for Danielle. Like everything in this movie, all the moves they made, it made, all makes sense. Made sense. Totally. Yeah. You could absolutely identify with the motivations of every single person there, even good and bad. Yes. You can say exactly. That makes complete sense to me based on where I they wouldn't are. do that. I wouldn't be right. like Vincent Gardini. It's not a good thing. Like I didn't like Vincent Gardini's character. No. Well, I didn't like no, him. I, I can say, I can like, see I that. don't like him as a person. I can see that. Yeah. But I, I, I got, I really just found him kind of repulsive, but yeah. I really like, I loved how he was written. Like that's a, you don't have to like everyone in a movie. That's fine. He's the kind of character where really I think well acted really well acted and really he, well written. Really? Yes. He's the kind of guy where I feel like I, I got him at the wrong point in his life. Like if I, if I knew him 10 years before, yeah, he's he, probably he a, a good guy. guy. Yeah, probably. But I understand the fear of getting, you know, he's in his sixties or pushing 70 at this point and, and he's afraid. He's afraid of dying. I got it. Yeah. It's a great one. I understood I guess, the John Mahoney thing. I guess I understood, I guess a bit more, um with that he his character was like talking about being at work and just kind of being bored like when he first got into it he was really excited and then he yeah. got kind of bored by it that's kind of how i felt like uh, a little bit like or you know i don't know like the last i don't know year or so at work i, I was doing it i was doing the best i could but still he's just like eh, that's not really i'm just not really feeling this and it does you know it does you do have kind of like that middle i i always say like i had a midlife crisis my midlife crisis was more occupational it wasn't with uh you know having to buy a sports car or cheating sure. my wife it was more like I'm done with this part. I'm just of kind career, of like, I don't yeah. know where I am from a job perspective. Like, I don't really know what I want to do or who I feel lost at work. But, yeah. You know, but I think everybody or a lot of guys, when they turn 40 and you realize you're halfway through, you're like, it, there is one element of your life, whether it be work, whether it be romance, whether it be, I don't know, whatever your thing is, um, that troubles you. Totally. Yeah. And you see it here and you have a, a few characters have different crises. I mean, shares have a midlife crisis of sorts. Absolutely. They all sort of are at different points. Yes. There it's, it's, cool to see because she says hey i'm 37 you know on her kids and then olympia dukakis is like well it's not over till it's over which is right. a great way to talk about menopause it's very funny right uh and um and Cher kind of gives a nod like hey, i guess you're kind of right but um yeah but like you know she wants to have a family i think she realizes she probably won't have one with that L, but she could have one with cage yeah i think that triggers some of it too like there's so many different layers that aren't spoken and it assumes the audience is intelligent enough to pick up on them and that's what i enjoyed about this movie was it never held our hand but it explained everything what was the movie, The Big Squeeze, that we saw? What is that Big called? Chill. The Big Chill. The Big Squeeze. <laughs> this is like the anti-Big Chill. This is like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, because you you're still well, have, you're having an intimate look at yes. a group of people in a house together. That's authentic. 
This that's authentic, and that is just like that a is complete, complete piece. You did not of believe shit. these people were friends. No, none of that made any sense. None. I never once for a second didn't believe these people were family. Me neither. No. Even those different like ethnicities, you know, if you look at what they well, are, well, Dukakis, like, Dukakis yeah. is Greek. Greek. Cher yeah. is I'm not quite true. Cher, I think she's Italian. Italian. She's yeah, Italian. I think so. Um, yeah, Daniel. I guess Nikos. I guess yeah. there's more Italian. Um, I thought like, they were uh, Irish guy wrote it. Yeah, like Shannon's Irish. Right. Um, uh, Jewison is a Canadian. A Canadian directed it. He's not yeah. Jewish, by the way, but that's his, his name is Norman Jewison, but he's not Jewish. Jewish, even though he did direct Fiddle on the Roof, which is... He did, yeah. Um, but he, he's, he's an interesting director. He got nominated for Oscar three times. Um, he did. Lost every time. Um, in, in the, the Heat of the, the night, night, in 1967, uh, Fiddle on the Roof in the early 70s, and then this one. I've never seen the Fiddle on the Roof. I have seen Fiddle on the Roof. Is I have not seen in the Heat of the Night. Yeah. Uh, Fiddle on the Roof is... Uh, it's interesting. It's good. Um, it's okay. It's, it's a musical, you know. He did just he did Jesus Christ Superstar too. Uh, yes, the that, movie I remember. It's okay, yeah. I thought it was good actually, yeah. pretty good. It's I, not, I love the soundtrack. I don't love the actual. I've seen the I've seen the play a few times, the opera a few times, whatever. Uh, and it doesn't. It's okay. I really just enjoy hearing it. I like the music too, uh, particularly the album. Yes, with which has got uh, who's the uh, is it Ian Gillian, the guy from um, from uh, hell's there, the hell's the name of that band, a sixties seventies band. Oh, smoke on the water band. Can't remember. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. That, yeah, that, that's the team. That album. guy has to do a lot. He, that I guy really enjoyed that. Yes. Yeah, there. That's, that's a good. There's like, that's a good like album. there's like ten really good songs in that album. Yep. Um, and yeah. I did it in college. My uh, my junior year. You did it. Yeah. yeah. And who were you? I was Jesus. You were Jesus. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, you got. You got to be. Are you sure. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's got to be. Um, I could have done Ju- Judas. Is a be- is actually I think the better, is a better. It is the better part because yeah. you get more stuff. But I liked. I liked King uh, Herod. Would be fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, get the one song, tell some jokes, get in, get out. That's yeah. what I like. Um, that's always been like my dream role if I could sing. Play <laughs> King Herod. You can sing. You can match pitch. I could probably do that. You could do it. Yeah, yeah. fine. Um, no, but, he, but he's an interesting director. Uh, he's still alive. He's in his early 90s. If he you've is. seen pictures of him, he looks like he's 60. It's crazy. The guy looks great for his age. It's like wild. Right on. Um, he, he directed uh, the last big movie he directed was Hurricane with uh, Denzel Washington. That 99, I think. Yeah, uh, 98, yeah. 99. Yeah. That was pretty good. I thought it is, uh, I like that movie. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Denzel was good. Denzel was good. He got an animation for it. Yeah. Um, he directed one movie after that uh, with Michael Caine that bombed, and then he was done. But you figure, you know, he's, he's like in his 70s. Years then. Or right. He's yeah. still uh, directing. But he's still like very involved with uh, Canadian film, and, um, uh, you know, again, yeah. they've done, they, they do uh, a lot of movies are shot in Canada more than you think. Uh, Vancouver gets a lot of stuff, and um, is he a Hall of Fame director? Like then? What's that? Is he a Hall of Fame director? Then three nominations—that's big. So my whole—I would say probably no, but I understand why someone would. My directing is a pretty tight ship. I would only give a Hall of Fame uh, every five years. That's right. For I forgot you're so more because of that, that, probably not because it's such a it's such a tight fit in there. But and um, Justice for All too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's he's done. He's on the he's on the brink. If someone had him in there, I could not argue it. Yeah, and this this is quite good. This is brilliantly directed. This is a really yeah. good movie. It, 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 I say B plus. You know what? A minus. You you convince me. Yeah. I, I I I have no I have no ill will to this movie. It just you know I'm just it's weird as a how much can I enjoy a romantic comedy? I guess sure. And this is probably at the peak. Yeah, this is one of the best ones out there. I mean, I can't think of many better. Yeah. Yeah, is, A minus. I'm fine with that. Okay. I'll, 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 you, you sold me. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I cannot say enough how much I enjoyed it. I think um, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a great. Heavily one. recommend it. And there's one I, and maybe I'm the fool for never having seen it. But if you like me and you're a fool, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, it's free on cable if you have uh, Xfinity, or at least the cable channels that I have. Yeah. Um. So I um. So you can check it out there. Yeah, but, I got it on Amazon. I, I pay for it there, but worth it. Worth it for me. 
Um, anything else? No, good movie. Check it out. Vincent Gardini is also good in Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, he plays the boss. Rick That's Moranis right. He movie. does. Yeah. Um, the last act of that isn't isn't super great, but the first two acts are really. Good. I think that's. I think that's a good one. Really yeah. good. Oh, we'll, hopefully, we'll get to that one sometime. That'd be good. I like to. I like that one. Yeah, me too. I really don't want to fight you. I just, I'm not really let's, in a let's mood. Get it on, buddy. I'm just not really in a no, mood no, to like gonna lose, go totally. Oh, I'm not going to lose, but to go okay. totally toe to toe about some shit. But this is a great song no, by an amazing musician Ugh. who has had an awesome career. He's, I am jealous of his career. I would love his career. Three uh, top tens on the Hot 100 sold. I don't know, maybe sold 10 million albums. Not, not a, a good amount, but not like world class. Right. Played with. His favorite band for years. He mm-hmm. loves the Grateful Dead. Yeah, played with them for years. Got to play. Wrote end of the uh, age. Uh, this is the end of the Innocence with Don Henley. Was on that album. Was Ugh. playing with. That's a great song. Don't like that song. Fuck. Played with. I don't like uh, any of these. You know you like you like cheesy like. This, no, I like good song songs. Like, yeah, this is uh, not. This play, is, you probably don't like. Uh, I can't make you love. Uh, I can't make you love me if you don't. That Bonnie Raitt song, which is an amazing probably, song. I don't played, like Bonnie Raitt. That's an amazing song. Yeah. Fuck. That's an amazing song. He played piano on that. He's got, he, he's, he's just played with so many awesome this people. This guy is corny, he is a, cheesy. This is not a cheesy song. This is very This is cheesy. a well-written, awesome lyric song. This is a great song. Fuck. He, even the video knows it. Have you watched the video? Okay, the video is the video, stupid. The video is the, the video worst is so thing. bad. The video is Battlefield Earth. But you know why? You gotta watch it. Please, stop <laughs> yeah, the podcast right now. There's watch the video. It's random, so, it's so terrible. There's this random clarinet player, guy who picks up a clarinet and plays it so stupid buffoony style where he points it up in the air and he's playing. And there's no clarinet in the song. I don't know what he's doing there. I like I like how they're all like walk up. Oh my god. Like, it's so like, bad. Like all the, like they have like like man in the street people like regular Joes like yes like so happy about hearing this fucking stupid ass song. It is an amazing and they're, song. Like they're like they're Fuck. all dancing. That's how I feel about this. This video encapsulates how I feel about this song. That this, is that's the song. bullshit. It's corny, it's cheesy. Do you know why I hate the sound of his piano? Hate it. How can you hate the sound of his piano? Okay, I, I was hoping it's you could answer piano. me honestly, all no, it's a, no, this dude, this recording is anti-battleship i actually use that as a comp i was like do you remember how you feel watching willow or battle or battleship earth right battlefield, battlefield earth. Earth, whatever i don't even want to remember that name of that stupid i don't remember stupid bruce hornsby shut up um you when you watch that you're just so annoyed this this album the the recording of this song is the absolute opposite no, of that it is so same, lush. I feel just as annoyed you oh, it's because you listen why to is the stupid piano phone. ting 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 no it's cutting through because he's the, he's in the mid-range of the piano he needs to cut through but what he does, one of his brilliant things is he is playing call, call and response with his piano. He'll sing something and respond to it in his piano or rhythm. Like I kind of wish the piano hadn't picked up. Fuck the, 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 the brilliance of Bruce Hornsby is the way that he writes is it, it's, it's everything has to do with the, the, the line, like he delivers the line. So a lot of songs, they'll, the structure of the song the, the line that you deliver has to do with the structure of the song. You fit the line to the structure. He's doing the opposite thing. He's fitting the structure of the song to the line he's delivering. It's brilliant. It's backwards. It's amazing. And so you'll hear a lot of that with the piano where he'll say something and he'll deliver something and then he'll he'll like respond to it. Or he'll he'll play harmonies of his voice with himself with his piano. He's he is an 
excellent Why? piano player. So, so I love Billy Joel. I love Elton John. Oh, Their piano sounds so much different than this piano. This piano, and all the songs, I, it I can sounds tell you why. so it's, tingy. It's because they can't play. Like he is a oh. he is a phenomenal musician on that. Instrument. So you're saying Billy Joel and Elton John cannot play the piano? Nowhere near as well as Bruce Hornsby. He is light years better as a technician. He is a way better piano player than those two are. Why do you like the I lyrics think, in the songs? It's corny as fuck. It's not corny at all. I think it's I think it's a beautiful like social statement that it, I don't think it's a huge message his, hammer. What's, it, what's his big hit? Oh, I'm um, sorry. It's uh, it's that's just the way it is. Right. I don't like that as much. Which is so cheesy and it's so like baby boomer. Like here's a here's like a very important take on the world. It's like, all right, you know, thanks, Message Hammer. We get it. That like, one is. That's Bruce Hornsby. He's a, like a corny Message Hammer guy. He's super cheesy. He's it's, not it's cheesy so, at all. It's so, it's so, it's so. You got it. Oh, so I can. Okay, it's like the worst of its kind, like this late 80s culture. I mean, this very is not special the worst episodes. No. Like, this is right in line with all the things I hate about, like, like you watch Perfect Strangers, but you watch it with a kind of like, oh, this show is not very good. That's like, not a good show. But like this no. is this is that for me. No, it's not. But I can understand. Uh, so, all right, I'm, I'll, I can take your side a little bit on this. So there is this, there is a style of recording that's a little more. It's not quite jazz, but it's a little more fusiony. Yes. It has um, Which just I hate. a little more complicated. I can understand that. But and there's really bad like ele- sort of elevator music is kind of one side of that, like the extreme side of that, where well, they're sort of jazz out like a rock right. tune or something exactly. in a really cheesy way. That's definitely one side of it. But he's on the he. There is some of that fusion here, but he is on the opposite end of that spectrum. He is, he's the peak of that. And so if you don't like that, I, I, I can understand. If you don't like the stuff, if, you, if you're just going to hate the like style, style. Right, that's right. fine. But this is the pinnacle of that. Oh, it is. He I, mean, really, and he, I really hate him. Like he really seems to think his shit doesn't fuck stink. off. He thinks he's really hot shit. No, he does. He, no, he's, I don't think so. I think he's pretty humble. He, he dude, claimed he beat Allen Iverson in one on one three times in a row after helping him get out of jail. I think that was a. I think it was a little anecdote. He's probably having a little fun with it. He's actually he's in that gym. The way I I don't know anything about Sam Mason. You obviously know far more than than I could than I would ever forget about Sam Mason. Um, but he, I guess, what he's doing is he's um do, doing certain things where he's dulling down the rest of the band to amplify the piano. I don't think him. so. There was something I was trying to read in the Wikipedia. I didn't really understand as in the Wikipedia article. I didn't really understand a lot of it. So I'm probably not explaining it very well, but it seemed like he was doing things to make himself. Well, sometimes you do have to do. So if the piano, just like if you're going to do a solo on a guitar, the guitar sure. has to come out a little bit. And with a guitar, you can, you know, you can add distortion stuff where you're not going to do that with the piano. So you do have to do things that will make it cut through a little bit more. If it's another important voice, it's kind of like John Mayer in this sense where that guitar is, is important. Right, right, right. And what he's doing with yeah. the guitar is important, so it has he was to doing that come too, out. Right. But I think the the actual, the sound of his recordings are is immaculate. I think it's, it is a beautiful representation of analog, um, analog recording. This album sounds phenomenal. You put headphones on and listen to it, it is lush. It oh. is just warm and big and beautiful. Part of it is, you're right, I'm never going to like that fusion sound. I okay. hate it. Uh, the other part is I really don't like him. Like, the video is a great example, too, of... He reminds me of, like, that boss that, like, wants to get along with but everyone kind of can't stand. But you have to, like, kind of go on to get no, along. No, no, Like, he's, like, singing, and he'll, like, he'll turn the mic over to, like, his guitar guy. and be like, it looks over, like, hey, we're in this together, <laughs> right, buddy? And the guitar guy's like, hey, I guess. I'll he sing ta- with you. He talks about that. Asshole. He's older by the time this gets. So he spent a few years in L.A. writing songs for people. He toured with a band a little bit doing, um, he was doing Grateful Dead covers. Went to L.A., was signed by, I think it was, I can't remember, it was, like, Fox or something. And so he was writing songs for other people, trying to get a deal. And it didn't quite happen for a while. So by the time age uh that's the way that uh the way it is sorry the way that, is. Yeah, yeah. that album came out 86 
Yeah. He's 31. He's an older guy. Yeah. So like he, he's doing this video thing. He's like, I feel like a fucking idiot. So he's tongue in cheek about it. Yes, but he's doing it. He knows like he's, he has some self-reflection on this. He gets it. When he's doing this video, he's like, I feel like a stupid idiot, but you got to do the video for MTV anyway. Right, right, right. You have to. I know. So he doesn't know how but to make it, a good movie. He just song, feels like an idiot. But that video, like, this, is a bad video. This sounds so corny to me. This song sounds so cheesy oh, and lame to me. This song the is video not. Is like, I'm like, this is exactly how I feel. This no. is how I feel listening to this. No, the song is beautiful. The, the video is completely, complete shit. It is complete shit. When you, yeah, you're right. But when that you get the sound, lines of that people, fusion sound is so corny. I guess it's, it's like, like when I'm doing the Perfect Strangers comp, like, uh, I'm not trying to shit all over the great Balky Bar talking about Spoonie. Um, but, um, but it's just like, you know, it's just a corny, cheesy, very special episode thing that was stuffed down our throats from like 88 to like 87 to like 91. There was this big message hammer that yeah. was like, I don't know what that was. I don't, I don't know, know why that was. But, but it was, was very, yeah, it was, but it was. more and, watered down. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and no great. risk, watered down. No risk, watered yeah. down. Full house, kind of same thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like very, but like very special episode and very like, this is important. And like, the way it is, it feels like that's so hard. Like, hey, this is this is the way. Like, I'm making a real statement here, guys. Okay, so we're not talking about that song. We'll probably get to it. I, but I understand. But it's the same vibe. I, I don't like. So off that album, this is uh, this is my. I very much prefer this off this off that album. Sounds so lame to me, though. I like this song better. I guess I hate this sound. It's lush. It's beautiful. This is less annoying, but I still hate this sound. This doesn't challenge. This is not. I'm surprised you like this. This is not. It's, oh, look at that guitar! Wasn't that? That's a guitar. I know. It's so lame. It's ah. Oh, it's this is a distorted guitar. It's just corny not, bullshit. It's not corny, dude. You. Can, <sighs> this is what a good recording sounds like. So dated. You. Just, it's not. This is what like you hate the cold record. You know, we hear digital recording all the time now, and things are very are cut very finely and things are very you know a lot of production all over this is what every single one of those instruments in that recording sounds like those instruments and sounds good and the entire thing is just this beautiful warm fucking blanket it's beautiful the recording is amazing do you always like this this clown yeah i do like fucking clown don't you don't you fucking (laughs) say that about bruce (laughs) um yeah yes ever since i heard that yeah i love uh yeah I mean, I don't like all of his songs. Like it's, you know, I like the Grateful Dead. I don't like him. I do not like the Grateful Dead. I find them um, I, nowhere I, near. I like a lot of the Grateful Dead stuff in the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, see, like. I need to have a bad taste in music. You just might just no, I have chalk a phenomenal taste in music. <laughs> like chalking up to that. So, an example of what I was thinking or what I was saying is is hit, the structure of the song serves what he's trying to deliver. So, in back to um, the Valley Road. The phrase is, it's a 4-4 four, four, and then a 2-4. 1, 2, 3, 4. 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4. He does little things like that, where he does these odd little phrases because they're serving the 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 delivery of, of his voice. I mean, he's a really smart writer. Really smart. I love that sound. This is a great song. It's a fucking great song. I agree with so you angry. that I can say, or like I, that's the level of fame that would probably be ideal. Like, totally. He he's had success. He doesn't need to really worry about anything again. He got to like work with people he really respects. He doesn't seem like a guy that's gotten a lot of trouble at it's all. Been the same Never, life forever. Same way, has like two kids. Like, yeah. He seems like he's got like his shit together. But like had that's it's exactly right. Like we always talk about like those character actors. We'd kind of like want to you know. I totally agree with that mentality. 
I would be so upset if this was what I put out with this like this just abysmally cheesy music that like that you would have like I feel like if I was gonna like shoot a like Wonder Woman eighty four who did like Wonder Woman eighty eight in like some shitty mall yeah like this is what you'd have in background music <laughs> like you know they walk into like um what was it uh, uh what was the uh, uh, chess club you walk yeah. into chess club maybe this is going. You know, you pick up some of those, uh, you know, scrunchies for your for your girlfriend or something <laughs> at, at another you got shop. Got a jelly bracelet on, and yeah, uh, and like you know, and this is but this is in the background. It's like not offensive at all. It's just kind of there. It's not offensive, but it's just, but, but it's just like it just but doesn't, there are doesn't styles challenge you, doesn't push you. It just kind of exists. I, I yes, but you could. I think you can. Uh, there are plenty of songs like that that are just beautifully written and executed that don't have to challenge you. It doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Like, not everything does have to challenge you, right? But this I feel like is so milk toast. This is so generic. There uh, are, I don't know of any like so, cheesy. Like it, this is like this reminds me of like being in a doctor's office or being in a uh, just like like a like a DMV or a yeah, supermarket. You're right. uh, a whole swatch of different people at different parts in their life can listen to this. Like our our moms could listen to it and they would like this, like his material. But I, I don't. But that's not a knock to me. That's like a. It's because it's a well written song. It's not the Beatles here. Like, is that what we're talking? Is you, I'm not talking about the Beatles. Well, that's, of course. The, that's the Beatles thing. Is like, hey, we kind of appeal to. They can kind of repeal well, not, even babies like the not Beatles. the time they couldn't at the time the Beatles were no right right, right. You know, of course right I mean they were shocking but yeah so that's true so even when these guys came out like it was just like it was so milk toast like it wouldn't bother anybody I can't, I never met anyone who likes I don't I never Bruce Hornsby I never You're met anyone fucking crazy. who said like like oh I really like Bruce Hornsby you know, you know who like, does? he never this comes guy up does. in conversation the stuff yeah who's that Bonnie Vare. One of my oh, favorites. Right. This is his lineage. This is where Bruce Hornsby well, ends yeah, up. He, they worked together. Yes. Right? I like this song. It's. I, like I mean, this. It's I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying that. Well, we're, this, this is like the continuation of that lineage, basically. Hey, so Bonnie Vera is a, to me is a more uh, innovative writer, but but I think he's also you know 30 years in the future. Right. Right. That's right. what happens. Right. Loves Bruce Hornsby. And it but makes I, sense. You listen you to his music. You have a lot of concrete people who are like, hey, you know who I really dig? Bruce Hornsby. Well, I don't know that I would say that, but I, there are three or four of his songs that I love. Like, uh, um, That's fine, but, every you, little I, but, but have you ever had a, besides right now, have, have you I, ever, you had a lot of conversations about Bruce Hornsby with your friends? I've never had one. Oh, I'm sure I, t- definitely with my music friends, Other than definitely. change the channel. This fucking song sucks. Well, yeah, definitely my musician friends. We definitely have said. Talk about Bruce Hornsby. Of course. That, this album is, is I mean, the, his recordings are, um, are, immaculate they're beautiful and some of his songs are, are awesome but you don't like it's yes crazy, you don't like man. that so don Don you, you don't like you don't like arcade fire you like bruce you like this yeah this is a um it's a well-written song <laughs> arcade crazy, fire man. can't write songs bruce hornsby sucks dude this song is so corny i i was i was i was hoping arcade like, fire, I'm like, I'm like they, did he pick this i'm like i bet he picked it because he liked it of course but i like, did but i'm like or did he pick it because he hates it i'm like i hope he picked it because he hates it because this song sucks and i watched the video i'm like this is so lame this is the video is lame but that's how we i agree. feel about this song <laughs> well that okay fine that's fine, but you're wrong, but that's fine. Dancing like that. That's what that people is, did when this song came on. It's kind of a Phil so Collins, stupid. like, I can't dance. They're walk. They're, that, yeah, do you right, remember right, the walk? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Dennis, same kind yeah. of thing. Like, these so so cheesy. Oh, it's so awful. But that's the videos exact, are bad. That, that crystal, like, I'm like, oh, this is saying it better than I ever could. This is exactly <laughs> how, this is, this is the song. Well, There's some wrong. shitty gymnasium. Like, yeah, he, it is he's really pretending weird. to get along with people. He, you know, the one guy has crazy hair, the guitar player, and it's just like, wild He's a weird guy. Wild hair. Uh, you can tell no one in the band really likes him. They're just kind of like doing it just to do it. And he's like having way too much fun. It's like, oh, God, go away, Bruce Hornsby. Go away. He's a good guy. I think he's a really good <sighs> guy. So, and, so we did talk. We, so he was in a Grateful Dead cover band. Uh, his, it was his brother's band. It was like late teens, early 20s. 
But then he got to, he basically, he did a hundred shows with the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Which was kind of a cool. It's very cool. Cool life. Yeah. Um, I said, co-wrote End of the Innocence, wrote Jacob's Ladder for Huey Lewis in the News. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was a number one hit. Yeah. Actually performed it on this album. Score, that's the other thing. Scored a bunch of uh, Spike Lee movies too. Yeah, it's Black Klansman, yeah. Clockers, Old Boys, won two Grammys. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's. Sometimes you're the worst. This might be, this might be the, one of the corniest, cheesiest things we've, we've covered in this show. This is not corny or cheesy. This is, a, I mean, okay. You can, there are, you don't like rom-coms in general, but you found one that you really like. Yeah. Same thing, same thing here. Mm. It's kind of an adult contemporary song, but there are a few out there that are good, and this one's a real good one. If you're going to be that, if you're going to go in the genre, you better be as good as Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby, by the way, names his band The Range. That's like, a weird that one. That says it all right there. Well, they stopped. He stopped that in 91. Course, it was only The Range yeah. till 91. Oh, okay. I mean, this is, that was a very right. 80s. Like, The News. Come on. That's a great thing. That's a great name. But it's kind do of the same not, thing. Do, and The News. Do and not The Range. I just did. Smirch. But it's kind the of the great same Huey thing. Lewis and The News. That is the best name. I'm not besmirching Huey them. Lewis and The News. That I know you said that before. So perfect. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's like poetry. Huey is a weird Bruce name. Bruce Hornsby and The Range. It's kind of a similar thing. Come on. Our audience will totally agree with me on that. It's sort of the same. I'd much rather the news than the rain. Uh, I hate, uh, I hate, I, I do not, I, all can aside, I do not like this song at all. That's okay. It's, I really hope I never hear it again. If we have to do that, you're right. We will definitely get there. Yeah, oh, that was the number one. Was, that was their biggest that hit. That song is not good. It's so lame. It's, it's not bad. It's so, it's, uh, it's, uh, he, he really can't kind of help himself as far, like, it's funny, Norman Jewison, people say that about him too. He's like, oh, he kind of can't help himself with having these like message movies. But a lot of his movies were able to pull it off. Uh, I feel like Bruce Hornsby the same way. Like, oh, I got, I got to tell people how I feel about the world. Like, well, it, but, I mean, you're as an but, artist, that's what you're no, doing. I'm sorry, not that. I got to tell people how they should feel about the world. That's what I meant to say. Whatever. I feel like he's lecturing us. I don't feel so. I don't feel like that at all. I think he's a nice guy. Actually, I think if you met him, you'd want to fucking hang out with. You'd want to have a beer with. I Bruce would Hornsby. not. You totally would. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's a good guy. I think he's pre- he knows what he is too. I think he knows when he did Coachella with fucking uh, with with Bonnie Vare, he's like I'm the oldest guy here I'm like a grandpa here well, no he's shit so Sherlock. weird yeah but he's not he's not old he's not pretending like he's he's like well, you can't pretend you're young he's old but he also knows where he fits in shit too like he gets that he gets like the, these kids you know these kids they shouldn't identify with me but Bonnie Vare loves my music and that's awesome I love his music too great let's do some good stuff together we played a wedding together we played Coachella together it's fun. He just sticks to the weddings. I think. I think that's a better spot for him. You're a bastard for this. You realize this. You fucking. <laughs> I really don't like Bruce, Bruce Hornsby. He's such a good dude too. You know he's a good guy. He's, I said he seems like the boss that no one really wants to be. No. Around. Yeah. No. No. I'd no. not get a good vibe from him. No. No. All right. That's it. All right. Bruce Hornsby in the range. <laughs> oh, we got to do our movie. So, what were the, uh, the movies we did this week? Uh, oh, we did. Oh, so, okay. So this was Moonstruck. Why are we, so, why is it so- we did Willow, and we did. Um, what was the first one? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. All right, Beetlejuice. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs way up. Way up. Two thumbs way up. Uh, Willow. Thumbs fucking down. Two thumbs way down. Yeah. Don't ever see it. Oh, don't don't, don't yeah, give them any this money. This isn't like Battlefield Earth. Like it's not fun. No. This, just this say you hate it. You don't have to watch. Awful. It. And then uh, Moon, uh, Moonstruck. Thumbs up. Two thumbs way up. Yeah. I'll say way up. Way up. This is a really good movie. Yeah. Really good movie. Um. Yeah. I think this is better than Beetlejuice. No, that's not true. Not by a lot. No, no, no. Just no, a little no, bit. No, 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 just no. Just a little. No, just a hair. No, nowhere near. It edges nowhere it near. I love Beetlejuice. So I'm not. This is not a. This is not a knock like on Beetlejuice. I don't like that. I think this is just like one slot. So ahead. you like Moonstruck better than Beetlejuice? What are you saying? I think it's a little bit better. That's a terrible take. It's a beautiful movie. I mean, Beetlejuice it has a lot is of one of the most creative things I've ever seen. Oh, it's so, so creative. Really creative. Yes, absolutely, and a pleasure to watch. I'll say this: 
if you told me that um, I would trade the existence of Moonstruck, a movie I really enjoyed, so it never happens, if it means Bruce Hornsby is never born. But I would not trade the existence of Beetlejuice. Really? Yeah, I'd rather live in a Bruce Hornsby that, world and have Beetlejuice. So that's, a, that's, that's a, Well, I would probably... Yeah, I get that because it's more unique. It's, it's so creative. Like it's, it's brought me a lot of joy. Like, I really love Beetlejuice. It, it's Beetlejuice a, it is, is like wildly creative. It is great. And I, I would sacrifice living in a Bruce Hornsby existence, which is, which is tough. I don't, I'm not happy about it. But that's just the way it is. You've made your fucking point. I, I've Some things you. will never I change. Mean, right. <laughs> that's just the way it is. It's fucking... I hate that guy. Fine. He hates you back. He probably, he probably, we probably would knock it off. I'm sure you'd like him. Really? He seems like a good guy. He does, he's been with the same wife forever. He just like, he supports all these, he writes all this music for all these other people, for Spike Lee and for, and for Bonnie Raitt and for Don Henley. All these people plays, you know, sits in with the Grateful Dead for a few years. I mean, he's a good guy. Good guy. Hanging out with Bonnie Vare. Justin Vernon. All right, so we're back on Wednesday uh, with, oh, God, why do I do I, This is the fighter, dude. Oh, my God. Where's your head? What's going on? Your memory used to be better. I know. When I, we started this show. Is it COVID? You got to get out. You got to go for walks. What's I do, going on? I, you gotta go for, I walk the dogs every day. How far? Uh, some days a little bit. Okay. I, I probably, I, yeah, I, I say I walk more regularly than you do. Nope. I go every day. All right. Yeah. Every day. Good try. Okay, good. Thanks. I you realize I have like miles of trails behind me. That's yeah, right I, I, not like I live in you know Suburbia. urban landscape. Well, you're kind of contained by 108 there. No, a little bit. I have like a whole suburban sprawl to yeah, walk around. Uh, yes, you do. Um, so it's the fighter is Wednesday. The fighter and then Black Swan, and then uh, True Grit is the patron. True Grit. That's right. It's I got this. Don't you worry. Right, well, for once, well, <laughs> what, 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 for once, I've been noticing one of these, it. One of these weeks, Matt knows the movies and he's all proud of himself. You have big grin. I know. The, I know. This. I'm going to say. It. I, mean, I know it. I know it. I'm going to say it. Uh, yes, we do have a Katy Perry song. I don't remember the name of it. Firework. Firework. Yeah. Uh, that one's on Wednesday. Is that the Wednesday one? Yeah. So Katy Perry she and one. the fighter in the fight uh, on, uh, on Wednesday. So a big, big episode there. Anything else? Uh, that's all I got. Can't see that.